So welcome in to the fourth and Winges podcast um, with your co-host Mark and co-host Rob. Hello. Um, this is um, the pilot episode of the fourth and Winges podcast, um, which has come about basically um, twofold, really a bit of a, a gap in um, the weekends now that the football's over, lockdown and all of that. And thought it would be we thought it would be a good idea to just get together and chat about some football, catch up. But then we thought, why not record it and see if anybody actually cares about what we say and wants to listen to what we say. Um, so here we are. Um, so um, as I say, I'm I'm Mark. A um, little bit of an introduction into me in terms of how I got into. Um, football and when we say football I guess we should clarify that this is American football not um, soccer <laughs> soccer um, so yeah American football um, I'm a big massive fan I've been been into the NFL for probably whew, don't know 15 years 20 years is it now something like that um, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan so I've had a, many years of um, down time listening and watching to, to American football but obviously it's come good in the last few years um, I'm not a, um, a glory supporter I did get myself over to Kansas City back in 2000 and I want to say 2010 I think I went with a friend of ours um, and um, yeah so I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan um, like like um, college football as well. Watch a lot of college football, um, and um, yeah, ever since ever since the NFL kind of hit hit back on Sky, is when I picked it back up again. Um, now I'm a Game Pass subscriber and YouTube follower and all the rest of it. So yeah, love 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 it. And um, as I said, the Chiefs Chiefs are my team. So there'll be quite a bit of um, Chiefs focus from me, I guess, um, as we talk about things. Um, but don't want to make it all about obviously the teams that we follow. It's it's a general NFL, college football, American football podcast, and that's what we'll be talking about. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, my name is Rob. Um, I have no such fortune to support a decent team. I support the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> or Jaguars, as they are also known. Yeah. Um, so I've not been into the NFL for quite as long as Mark, uh, probably since about. Maybe 10 years. Um, I am also not a glory supporter. Um, <laughs> I went over to Jacksonville in 2012, um, watched us play the Bengals. We got absolutely destroyed. Um, it was in the dark days of, uh, I think Blaine Gabbert was starting at quarterback and it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't a lot of fun to be honest. I think the best thing about that game was the uh, mascot, to be fair. <laughs> doing all his uh, aerobics and jumping off things so yeah so uh, yeah since about probably 2012 i kind of largely got into it um a bit more actually when you started that um fantasy football league actually mark to be fair and mm -hmm. uh, played that the first season ridiculously managed to win it uh, <laughs> i think it's happened since zach stacy <laughs> was my uh big waiver wire pickup that year uh, for the <laughs> exactly for the st louis rams um, when they were still in St. Louis and everything, and uh, so yeah, um, I, d I don't know, yeah, just thoroughly enjoy it. Like Mark says, watch all the all the games on Sky, try and watch a bit of college football, follow quite a lot of podcasts. Um, so 
so yeah, that's about it, really. Um, so yeah, that said, um, I, like you just said there, I, I listen to quite a lot of podcasts, and I think that's kind of really where where my desire to to kind of do this came from. It's it's you know you, you're listening to all these different podcasts, and um, there's there's a lot of them that I listen to when I share kind of a lot of their ideas, and that's where some of my ideas come from. But then there's some other people out there that I just really can't get on board with some of the things that they say, and I thought you know every, everyone's got an opinion and why not just kind of get together and, and kind of talk about it really and that's kind of where it's come from so um whether we get no listeners or you know many listeners it's not really about that for me it's just about kind of us catching up and um talking football and then if somebody else can get some kind of enjoyment or information out of it then then great that's kind of how i, I see it. yeah i will be shamelessly ripping off ideas from the around the nfl podcast um <laughs> Full disclosure. Yeah, well, my mine's is I'm a big PFF fan, so uh, pro football focus. So I'm a I like the stats side of things, and I, that's very much how I how, how I um, think about things. Is it, it's 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 a lot more kind of statistically driven um, uh, in terms of kind of how I think um, teams should be being run um, and, and and the decisions that some people should make. So I think a lot of the a lot of things that you probably hear me say will 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 relate to that and, and may not be your typical kind of fan um, theory because as I do like, I do like looking at it from a from a statistical point of view and a, um, a kind of, yeah, that side of things. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's kind of where the, 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 the podcast idea came from. And then um, we thought for this, for this first podcast that we'd um, kind of get our reactions around some of the early free agency stuff. Obviously we've been, We've been in free agency for what a week, ten days now, something like that. I think free agency's been been open. Um, yeah. You know, as as per usual, it, there's the first day, first twenty four hours, forty eight hours. It's kind of crazy, and then it settles down, and we're kind of into that now. Um, so, I think some of the things that I kind of jotted down happened in the first few days mainly, um, and some of the stuff I kind of wanted to talk about, touch on good, good, bad, and and the ugly. Um, I think you've got some ideas and thoughts yourself, Rob. So, yeah, I think we were there, joined man. up in some regards. You what? Sorry, we were quite joined up in some regards. Yeah, no, ab absolutely. I think yeah, there's this there's quite a bit of crossover. I think we do, don't we? I think we tend to think similarly with regards to certain stuff and um, and whatnot. So um, it's probably why we can't ever agree a trade in, uh, <laughs> in football because <laughs> we both want to. Uh, we can't put the over each yeah. other, can we? Um, yeah. So yeah, we, we thought we'd talk about some kind of free agency stuff, um, best and worst moves as we as we see things, and then we we um, just going to touch on more of a um, a Jags and Chiefs um, angle, um, just just to see if there's anything there you want to talk about Jag specific. I've got a couple of thoughts on the Chiefs specifically, and what I'd kind of hope they might do versus what they've done, etc. And then. Um, I've touched on fantasy football very briefly there. I think um, what I'd like to do over the coming weeks is is talk about that kind of side of things because because fantasy football is it's different, obviously, to the real thing, but it's um, it's still really good to talk about. And obviously, we've got a couple of leagues that we're involved in together. Rob, um, don't know if you're involved in any other ones aside from those two, but I'm just, just in the two for me. Um, one of which um, I'm I'm the um, commissioner for, which is a startup mm. dynasty league. Um, which, um, which is, yeah, we, we just, we, so anyway, yeah, I want to talk about that a bit later on. So we, we might touch on that. Um, 
and then fr Friday in in the NFL um, was a bit of a crazy day with the with the two kind of big trades at the top of the draft. So I thought we might again just touch on that um, briefly. Um, so that's kind of going to be what we talk about today. Um, so with that, I guess um, do you want to start us off, Rob, with either best worst or whatever you wanted to kind of hit on really with free agents? Yeah, should we start off with a positive, shall we? <laughs> sure. Uh, Try and start positive. I um, I'm a big Ryan Fitzpatrick fan. <laughs> uh, I, th I think that the footballer, but also the man and the beers yep. and um, just everything about him. Really, I think he's a fantastic bloke. Um, so I love the fact that he's gone to Washington. I love the yep. fact that he's got a chance to be a start. Well, that he is in fact the starter at the moment. Uh, I don't think he's been a starter since what 2016 with the Jets. Maybe that second season with the Jets. Mm, yeah. uh, for him to be age 39. Um, you know, thought his time as a starter come to a close, and then then here he is. I think it'll make uh, the Washington football team so much more watchable. You know yeah. what you get with Fitzy. You, you know he's he's lobbing bombs down the field. He's bowling people over with his ridiculous rushing <laughs> attacks and everything. And he's he's just going out and he's just having a lot of fun, basically. So I, I thought that was, I mean, just great to see him. He's got Terry McClure in there that he can utilise, that he can use. He's got, um, I know you sort of want to touch on it as well, Mark, but he's, you know, picking up Curtis Samuel for the Panthers as well, giving him a couple of weapons. You've got Antonio Gibson there in the backfield. So he's got a much better rushing attack than he's, that he's had. Um, Got uh, Logan Thomas at tight end. He had a you know bit of a breakout yeah, yeah. season last season. He's got yeah. got the core of a good team, and it'll be. Uh, I really think I think he will do really well, and it'll make them a lot more watchable. Like I say, um, I mean it's an interesting division. Well, it, it wasn't last year, but uh, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see who wins. Um, obviously, with Dak coming back and everything, but I, I don't see any reason why why the football team couldn't. Couldn't repeat. I don't know what your thoughts. No, are. absolutely. Yeah, no. I, that that was definitely one of the things I I noted down was 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 Fitz magic in Washington. Um, I, like you say, I think he's it's not just him as a footballer. I think he, somehow he's. He, I mean, he's he's obviously been in the league for what probably must be coming up to what 15, 18 15 years, years or something I think, yeah. like that. Um, however, however many years it feels like a long time, and he's been to however many teams he's been at now, and I'm sure he holds um, a record for. You know, Nine, I think. Touchdown passes at different teams, or something like that, or wins at different teams. He's he's been a very much a, the, the typical journeyman, hasn't he? But yeah. he's got better and better to watch throughout the years. And I think um, I almost feel sorry for him because, in a way, that he, he gets to a team and he's always told, "Yep, yeah, you're the starter." But he's always on a team where there's either a rookie that gets drafted or, yeah. or something happens, and then before you know it. Even in some instances, like last year, personally, I, I thought he was playing well when he got when he got dropped, and and I think um, it's probably if you think about it. I mean, he's thirty nine years old. It's not yeah, like he's got five years. You know, it's, it's not like he's going to be part of their five year plan or anything as such. But no. but um, it is good, like you say, to to he, he's he's one of the best thirty two quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion, and, and therefore he should he should have a job and. Um, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does because, like you said, not not only with the people you picked out on offense, but defensively, they're they're one yeah. of the best teams in the league. And with some half decent quarterback play, um, they should be able to compete, if not win that division next year. I think. Um, uh, I only see, I only really see Dallas as a, compet a competitor, and and that's only if Dak comes back and plays as well as he did last year. 
Yeah. Um, so I think it'll still be a close division. I think um, the Eagles, I don't rate personally because of their quarterback situation. Um, Joe Blacko, uh, man. <laughs> exactly. Um, and um, the Giants, the Giants for me, again, they, they could come close. Um, again, if they have good quarterback play, they've, they've got some, um, some good pieces with Barkley coming back as well. And so I think it'll be a competitive division again, um, hopefully fighting for more than four or five wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that in itself last year brought um, kind of some level of interest, didn't it? Who's going who's gonna to get that last playoff place with four wins or five wins or whatever it was. That was but, incredible. Yeah. But, um, yeah definitely, um, definitely looking forward to, to watching how Fitzpatrick gets on. Um, well, I know you like a stat, Mark. Go on. Uh, so since twenty, since two thousand eighteen, um, he has a PFF grade of eighty three point two, which yeah. ranks fifteen among thirty two qualifying quarterbacks across the league. Yeah. Um, Dak Prescott's over that three year period was eighty three point nine. Yeah. Zach's obviously earning one hundred twenty six million exactly. pound guarantee from the Cowboys, so uh, yeah, it kind of puts into perspective. He does, he does, and I think what it is with him is I think he. You know, he, he's very much your gunslinger, isn't he? he, he he's he's, he's going to throw touchdowns. He's going to throw for a lot of yards, but he's he's historically thrown interceptions. He's been on bad teams at the end of the day. Um, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think if you look at the stats and and you look and you compare him, as I say, he's definitely one of the top 32 quarterbacks and, and should be a starter. His age is obviously... Um, not helping him and and he won't have that many years so hopefully he can go out there and, and play really well this year even if this is his last his last starting gig so do you want to hit me with one of something you've liked hated or <laughs> yeah i'm going to start where where the, with the first thing i noted down and, and and that's the patriots now obviously as a chiefs fan um um, I obviously have my own feelings about the Patriots over the years, and um, oh, everyone hates the Patriots. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this, but I do need to say that this isn't um, me coming at it again from the fact that I don't like the Patriots. Um, I have a lot of respect for Belichick. I think he's he's a fantastic coach, um, and and everything. And but but the the Patriots, because of Belichick and his history and how good he's been, I think they've. They kind of create their own narrative sometimes that, that that wouldn't be the case for other teams and other people, and and for me, yes, they've been busy. They've they've um, signed a lot of people, and and some of the players they've signed, I think, are half decent players. But that's what a lot of them are to me. They're middle of the road players, and they're paying them a lot of money. Now I know they had a lot of money to pay to spend, um, and and that's fine. But to me. <laughs> It almost um, felt a bit like they were. Belichick just didn't really know what he was doing, and and it just seems all a bit desperate to me. Um, it, it really does. Um, I'm going to, going to try and find the um, the list of, of players now that they've signed because um, it's quite long. So Cam, and I'll talk very briefly. I'll run through a few of them. I mean, Cam Newton, they brought him back. I guess that was inevitable. Um, yeah. You know, it is what it is. I'm not a massive Cam fan. I haven't, I've never been a massive Cam Newton fan, to be honest. Um, and I don't think he fits um, personally, like the way he plays. I don't think he's a fit for the Patriots. 
but I think as a as a person, I think Belichick seemingly likes him. Um, yeah, they made him a team captain, didn't they? Last yeah, year. exactly. So I think um, he cl he clearly does does fit well with Belichick as a person, but as a player, I just don't see it. Um, James White re-signing fine. Nelson Aguilar, he's middle of the road wide receiver. Yeah, not, um, at best. Yeah, they gave him yeah. big money as well, didn't they? When you yeah, look at some of the other contracts around the league for wide receivers, um, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, Kendrick Bourne again, three years, twenty-two million. Oh, you know who's, yeah, who's yeah, Kendrick Bourne? I mean, I know of him, obviously, but is he? Yeah, I guess he's. he's it speaks to um, the fact that they've gotten the Keel Harry as their number one wide receiver. I guess doesn't it? But um, <sighs> not for long, I don't think. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't surprise me if they released him. To be honest, I don't. He's done. Absolutely. Apparently, apparently, a few teams have been sniffing around him to, to see if he's available. So I heard. But um, if he'd have been picked in the third or the fourth round instead of the you know what thirty one was he picked at? Yeah, I think um, yeah. nobody would be interested. But no, yeah, no. he's got. Corey I, mean, Coleman, yeah, I liked him in college. I I liked him coming out, and I thought it was a decent pick at the time. But um, I mean, he's done nothing, has he? And and nope. um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess they did need to do something at wide receiver. And I don't necessarily think the moves are bad in terms of the players that they've signed. It's just the money that, yeah, for me, they scream of desperation and it screams of they're not going to be there in two years, three years, which, you know, I guess I don't know what they're building towards. I can't see what the, their plan is. That's what I'm struggling with, with what the Patriots have done. They've, they've brought in two decent tight ends again. You know, I don't. I don't think that they've done bad in terms of the players that they're signing here, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, but nearly £80 million. Sorry, nearly £90 million. Nearly I worry about Hunter yeah. Henry's health. He, he, he yeah. very rarely plays a full 16 games, mm. and Johnny yeah. Smith has never gone over 500 receiving yards in any season. No, no. Um, I mean, again, I, I, think he, I think he's decent, um, and tight ends, you know, top-notch tight ends are hard to come by. So, I, you know, I Absolutely. get it. And I, like, I know the, the fact that um, I, I can see the Patriots using a lot of two tight ends with the fact that they'll be running the ball quite a bit and things like that. So I get it, but it's just so much money. Um, and I don't know the amount of money they've spent. I don't know how much better they're going to be. Um, and I think then, it all goes back to the, to the fact that they've drafted terribly over the yeah. past few years, you know, and Keel Harry, terrible what they took Ryan Izzo and Devon Asiasi in the third round last year at tight end and yeah. done absolutely nothing. I think is it Izzo going to the Texans? Um, these players that they've, they've brought in just, just haven't yeah. done it for them and now they've been... No. I think, you know, they, they, over the years, I think they've their draft strategy and the people that they've got scouting has been... It's been covered up and it's been um, something that nobody has thought much about because they've been good and because of Brady and Belichick. They've they've been able to get away with drafting poorly year on year on year because free agents, they could go out and get some free agents for cheap because they were going to play the Patriots and they were going to probably be in a Super Bowl every year. Um, and I think now what they're finding, or what they will find is if they don't draft better, they're not going to be relevant again for a long time. Um, and I think if they don't turn it around in the draft in the next couple of years, I can see Belichick just... I don't think he'll be here in two or three years if they if they continue to have kind of losing seasons the next couple of years. I think he'll just swan off into the sunset, retire, and that'll be the end of it, I think. Um, so, yeah. And again, on defence, I mean, they, they've signed a couple of good players. I, I liked, I really like um, Devon Godshaw and Montrevious Adams, the two 
defensive tackles that they, they've signed. Um, but again, um, the money for Godshow anyway is, is, is a lot of money, 16 million over two years. Um, and then Dietrich Wise, four years, 30 million. Just then Matt Judon, four years, 56 million. It's just yeah. so much money being thrown around. Um, and as I say, I think they definitely needed to do something in terms of players. That roster was so depleted last year and it was so poor. Um, I think inevitably they will be better this year, I think. Um, but I still don't see them winning that division. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they came third um, in, in that in, in you know in, in the AFC um, East this year. Um, and I just don't know where they're going. I don't, I, unless they draft a quarterback which, you know, by looking at my mock drafts that I've been doing, I'm convinced that they're going to take a quarterback in the first round. Um, I don't know if there'll be one there for them to take at this point, to be honest, unless they trade up. Well, I, I, I'm going I, round I, to Mac Jones in the first. I'm going round to Mac Jones potentially at eight to the Panthers at this point. It wouldn't surprise really. me. Anyway, we could talk about that later. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on the Patriots. I think they've, they've, they have, they, I think they've got better. But I don't think they've got value for money in what they've done at all. And I don't see the strategy. Um, don't know where they're going with it, um, throwing all this money at, um, at these kind of middle-of-the-road players. So that was my first take, really. On a, on a similar vein, I'd like to talk about the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, I think they've made some, some odd moves for me, really. <laughs> so, uh, for instance, um, Shaq, uh, Shaq Lawson, not Shaq Lawson, Carl Lawson. Yeah, uh, went to the Jets. Uh, you know, good edge rusher had a, had a good season last year. Um, you know, been quite consistent. Probably just stepped up a bit last year. Had a career year and has parlayed that into a into a very good contract with the Jets. Yeah. And then, so the Bengals, rather than trying to keep Carl Lawson, have just signed Trey Hendrickson from the Saints. So yeah. you've lost one pass rusher. You've brought in another pass rusher. Um, you know, Hendrickson. I think he was a fifth round pick. He he'd done nothing sort of the previous few years, and then last year he. He went mad and, you know, got a load of sacks and it, 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 sacks aren't everything, as we know, but had a no. really good season. I don't know how they've how they've got better there, really. Uh, it, it just seems weird. And also, I think they've um, they lost uh, William Jackson as well and signed Mike Hilton, at cornerback. So, again, they've lost a cornerback, signed a cornerback. Mm. Yeah. What's going on there? They brought in Riley Reif, uh, Riley Reif. Um, a tackle. I mean, I don't think that precludes them from taking the tackle in the draft. I can't imagine it would do. You could slide Jonah Williams to guard or something, but it, 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 rather than building strength on strength, I just think they've hmm. lost players uh, they could have kept and then just replaced them. It just seems an odd strategy. Yeah, I think a lot of teams seem to do that. You find, I find that 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 it's almost like um, I don't know people unless unless they've got an absolute superstar on their on their team and they and they want to pay him all the money under the sun teams find it hard seemingly to to offer their own players kind of middle of middle of the road contracts um it is is how i see it you know unless you're a team um like the patriots over the years have been where they can seemingly get discounted players because players realize they're going to be playing for a ring i think if they're not people people tend to be players seem to be um of the mindset that well you know, if I'm going to get X amount of money over here, I'll go there. And, and yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I, there's no way for me that Hendrickson is 
is even equal to Lawson. No, um, I got Lawson any day of the week. You, you you could have paid them. I think this the I think the contracts are similar in terms yeah, of amount. Um, and yeah, Reef, yeah, Riley Reef. Don't get me wrong; they they need a tackle. Um, does that point to the fact that they're not going to draft a tackle at the top of the first round? Um, potentially, like you say, you you saying they, they absolutely could still take one, but for me. Yeah, I don't know. I think it might mean that they won't, um, and they'll go go somewhere else. Um, um, Mike Hilton as a player, I actually really like Mike Hilton. I think. Oh, absolutely! But I just don't know what they've gained. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like you say, it's one in, one out, and they're kind of just they're at the same sort of level, aren't they? Um, what they should have been doing is trying to keep Jackson and signing Hilton. That's what they should be doing. Um, and I think for, from memory, I, I don't have the, the numbers in front of me, unfortunately, but I'm pretty sure the Bengals had a bit of cap space. Um, certainly that you would have thought they could have kept um, the likes of William Jackson. But um, yeah, um, so I, I agree with you that, that the Bengals, you know, they, they kind of seem to have treaded water, really. They, they, they've, not, they've not done anything um, standout, really. And to um, me, if you're going to bring in a tackle, go and get... Alejandro Villanueva, or go and go and get one of these, you know, higher tier tackles than a than a Riley Rife, to be honest. I said, I, th I think for me, yeah, he's he's. I mean, what they're giving him is just a one year deal, seven and a half million. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. It probably doesn't mean they they're not going to take a tackle. They still need to take one, I think, don't they? Oh, yeah. They can't afford to to have. Um, no, can, I mean, we saw what happened last season, didn't we? And uh, yeah, it's yeah. their franchise, isn't it? So. Absolutely. Um, I, I wanted to, I'm going to stay in the, the AFC um, East um, and I want to talk about the Jets um, because the Jets, the Jets have been a bit of a laughing stock for, for quite a while, really, in, in my view. Um, you know, they've been, they've been very poor for a number of years and, and for any Jets fans out there, you know, um, even that fireman guy who goes to all the games, he didn't he stop going? It got that bad recently. Um, I forget his name. Um, but um, they, yeah, they, they've been a bit of a laughing stock. But I think quietly they've had a, a half decent off season. And I think as long as they do what I think they should do in the draft at number two, um, which is take Lawrence or Wilson, whoever's there um, at number two. Because um, if you believe some people out there, Lawrence isn't a isn't a lock to go number one anymore after that amazing pro day on Friday. Um, so no, in all seriousness, if they don't take um, Zach Wilson number two, I, I, I mean I just don't even know what to say to the poor Jets fans. But I think if they do, if they go and take who I consider to be the best quarterback in in the draft, um, I think if they do that along with some of the the signings that they've made. Um, I think they're going to be vastly improved. Um, and I'm really looking forward to watching them this year. Really looking forward to watching them. Um, so specifically, I, I really like the Corey Davis signing. They, they clearly needed, um, I think, to upgrade wide receiver. And I think, although Corey Davis, yeah, he's probably not a number one. Um, he's more like a number two, um, or he certainly has been at, at the Titans Um since you know Corey Davis has got better since AJ Brown got to the Titans and and Brown became the number one, Corey Davis could be the number two, and I think there wasn't that pressure on him. And I think he's he's played really well the last couple of years. I think, um, 
in in that offense, which isn't kind of is more run heavy. He's still he's still um, you know performed well, and um, so I think that's a really good signing. Um, they were on the other side of this Carl Lawson deal that you mentioned before with the Bengals. You know, I think Carl Lawson's a decent player, um, and I think um, three years, forty-five million. Um, I think is is a decent signing, um, and I think um, you know. And then also one of my favorite defensive tackles that was that was in free agency, Sheldon Rankins, two years, seventeen million. Um, I think he's a really, really decent player. I think he's had a few injury problems um, yeah. that that are a little bit of a concern. But I think if you can if you can keep him healthy, I think he's a really good player. They did what they had to do, which was keep uh, Marcus May by hook or by crook. I think he's one of the best safeties in the league. They managed to slap the franchise tag on him, um, and he signed that. So he's definitely going to be here for another year, as I understand it. Um, and then. Um, yeah, there's some of the bits and pieces that, you know, again, signings that I guess you need to make for maybe backup and things like that. But I think they've they've quietly done well. And I think, as I say, as long as they don't make the massive mistake of not drafting a quarterback number two, then I think they will be considerably better this year. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to watching the Jets, which I haven't said for a long, long time. You are a little bit in love with Zach Wilson, though. Well, not even a little bit. I'm not going to lie. in love with Zach Wilson, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I uh, I am massively in love with Zach Wilson. Um, to me, I, I the, again, you know, and you might think I'm crazy. People listening, if ever anybody does listen, they might think I'm crazy. But to me, I see, and I'm not saying that this is who they are. But but when when Patrick Mahomes was drafted when he was coming out that year i said to you he reminds me i don't think he is but he reminds me of aaron Rodgers. i see a lot of i saw a lot of aaron Rodgers in patrick mahomes um in college you did to be fair um, i will back you up on that. and 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 i was massively surprised and like i was like a child at christmas when we moved up and drafted him and and i just couldn't believe we'd done that um, and obviously look what's happened now again he's I'm not, all right isn't he? he's not bad <laughs> he's okay. He's okay. Um, but but for me, I see I see the same thing when I when I when I watch Zach Wilson and I've watched a lot of his tape and I have the same feelings and the same thoughts of him as I did about Mahomes at the time coming out. And I just he's so yeah. I'm not saying that they are the same player and he's going to be as good as Mahomes. Of course, you, you just can't guarantee that. But as a prospect. That's who he reminds me of, and it's just he's so exciting to watch. And yeah, I I think he's the best quarterback in in, in the draft. Um, people say he's, he's a bit of a one hit one you know one year wonder. Um, yes, I agree. Lawrence, you know, in in high school all the way through college, he's been fantastic. He should probably be the number one pick. But um, in terms of just who do I want to watch and who gets me excited watching quarterback play, and who's for me got the, the highest ceiling. To me, it's Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, we shall see. Well, let's let's listen to this again in sort of five years' time, and uh, <laughs> let's see what happens. Listen to it again um, in eight months' time when the Jets <laughs> take him and make him look appalling. <laughs> when the Panthers trade up to two and the Jets take Panay Sewell at eight. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, anything else, um, good or bad? I, I 
I will call out my favourite move of pre-agency, <laughs> if that's all right. Favourite by far. Um, it was the New Orleans Saints signing Taysom Hill to a four-year, $140 million, million deal. Do you know the only other quarterback to sign a four-year, $140 million? $400 million, I can't say pound. Contract, Mark? Go on. Russell Wilson. That's the levels that the Saints are expecting from Taysom this season. You know, get handing him over all the, I'm joking, of course, because that contract <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous. I, I've looked into it and it basically works out at one year at 12.1 million. I, I just, I still, I still don't quite get it. It's clearly just um, fancy um, accounting, isn't it? And it's, it's these void uh, years and everything, isn't it? So it's, um, but it, it's, I think fantastic. it's interesting because you know why, why, why is Sean Payton doing that? Why there seems to be this kind of ongoing joke about um, Sean Payton and, and the fact that he absolutely loves Taysom Hill and. Yeah. And he and there seems to be a little thing. Apparently, um, that 140 million dollars is is the same amount of money that is it Steve Young uh, made in his career or something. Oh, right, like that. Okay. And that's who he's who he compared him to at some point or something like that. So they reckon it could be Sean Payton trying to be funny and just saying, "Look, we you know I've I've I've, referred, I've compared you to Steve Young in the past. This is how much he made in his career. We're going to sign you to this four-year 140 million. But actually, yeah, you're just getting 12 million. Um, I've just looked it up. His base salary next year is $1 million. Uh, <laughs> signing bonus, they've, they've, I think they gave him about a, um, what, about a $14 million signing bonus, but that's split over the next five seasons. Um, yeah. And then he's got a roster bonus of $1.5 million next season. So in theory, it's even lower than $12 million, but I just, <laughs> I just thought it was fantastic. If you were on, if you looked at that Adam Schefter tweet, the second yeah. it came out and all the replies to it, they were amazing because nobody yeah. understood what the hell. And I think I honestly think that's it. I think Sean Payton was just having a laugh. I, yeah, I, I think it is, and um, yeah, it's um, it's certainly got people talking. Um, Definitely, that's for sure. Um, Anything else you want to call out? Yeah, well, in 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 um, typical fashion. The name of the podcast is Fourth and Winges, and I, I'm going to have another whinge. Um, I'm going to do some more negatives. Um, the, t the, the the poor Texans. Um, <laughs> you know, again, similarly to um, kind of the Jets. You know, they've been. Um, they, well, they, I think they're going to take over from the Jets uh, this year in being sort of this this franchise. It's just like, what on earth are you doing? Um, you know, it's obviously started with. Um, you're gonna have to. I'm rubbish with names. Um, the old head coach of the Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien. So, Bill O'Brien, um, and his crazy move, um, crazy trading and dealings with Hopkins and David Johnson and the like. I think is where it really started, and and you know, they've just gone downhill from there. And this, this season, they've signed. It's something ridiculous, isn't it? Like 30 players or there's been 30 roster moves, I think it is, or 35 roster moves coming in and going out. Um, and unlike with the Patriots, who have thrown a lot of money at some kind of middle-of-the-road guys, the the Texans seem to have thrown a lot of money at people who aren't even middle-of-the-road. Um, and, and, and it's almost like they've said... Um, we know you're not going to be starting, but you're you're still going to make up the 53-man roster and we need a change of character and we need a change of personnel. And it's kind of like, 
out with everybody that, that if you're not an absolute, you know, world-class player who we want to keep um, and who wants to be here, then we're going to let you go and we're going to bring in totally fresh people and we are starting again. So I guess from that point of view, it's not necessarily a bad tactic, but just some of the people that they've signed. I mean, um, Mark Ingram, is for me, is, is way past it. Philip Lindsay, actually, don't mind. I liked that. I liked that. I thought, was it one year... Three million, one year, four million, or something. Philip Lindsay, Philip Lindsay, yeah, yeah, one year, three and a quarter million. Um, I, get, I don't know why the Broncos let him go. To be honest, um, no, they've I, never I seemed to really rate him. Yeah, um, um, I'd have rather left the, let Melvin Gordon go. Anyway, this is about the Texans, yeah, but yeah, I, that I was agree. one I did like. Um, yeah, no, again, he's probably one of the better signings. Chris Connolly, ex Chief, um, ex Jack. You know, not particularly great. Um, no, Andre Roberts. How old is Andre Roberts these yeah. days? Yeah, how old is Andre Roberts? Um, Alex Erickson, special teams punt returner. Dante Moncrief, like he was the fourth choice in in, in, in India, I think. And yeah. um, then the massive tight end duo of Pharaoh Brown and Ryan Izzo. Um, it just goes on and on and on. And, I, and, I, and <laughs> you know, um, I'm looking down there thinking... Yeah, Philip Lindsay is probably a decent signing, or is a decent signing. Desmond King, potentially, um, yeah. is a half-decent signing. Um, hey, at least the franchise quarterback's set. They're sorted there, aren't they? Well, that's the, that's the one bit I was going to finish on, because they, they've obviously signed two quarterbacks. They've signed Ryan Finlay, who... Rod. <clears throat> and Tyrod Taylor. Ryan Finlay, God. However you say his name these days. But, but yeah, Ryan Finlay, I, I liked him at, at, in college at, at North Carolina State. I, I liked him and I thought he was a good player and I was expecting him to come in and 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 fight for a starting job. But obviously he's he's not done anything um, whilst at Cincinnati and hasn't looked good to be honest when he's been no. on the field. So so maybe you know maybe he's not going to end up being anybody. But the fact that they've signed Ryan Finlay and the fact that they've signed Tyrod Taylor and with everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson at the moment with his court cases and things and even outside of the court cases with him saying he's not going to play they've obviously done what they needed to do which is which is get some quarterbacks in and and I, I assume that Tyrod Taylor is the plan for this year um if um if things go how we expect them to do and the and the Texans um, and the sorry and Deshaun Watson doesn't start for them um but but again, it just—I just feel—I just feel for the for the Texans fans. I really do. Um, I think they're going to be the whipping boys in that division, and and yeah, I—I I, again, I worry for them. I, I don't—I um, don't see how they're going to turn it around. I, it's interesting that I listened to, like I said to you before, the PFF podcast, and one of the PFF podcasts do a—it's um, Sam Monson and um, oh God, what's the other guy's name? Um, you're on your own here, mate. Steve Palazzolo, Sam Monson, who do one of the PFF podcasts. And they, they do one every year where it's, we're going to fix every team in five minutes. And they go through all 32 teams in a podcast and spend five minutes on each. And they say, you know, what they should be doing, targeting in free agency and what they should be looking to do in the draft. And and within five minutes, they're convinced that, you know, they've fixed that team and they move on to the next team. And they spent 10 minutes on the Houston Texans and then they're at the end of it and they were like, I just, we, we haven't fixed them. We clearly haven't fixed them, but we don't know how to fix them. They're in just a big mess. And um, that's kind of how I feel really um, about about the Texans. Um, I would agree. Yeah. 
Should we move on to our respective teams? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You fire away and talk talk some jags. Well, I promised you the other day uh, a lot of chat on uh, Chris Manhurt, who I'm very <laughs> excited about, mainly because of his name. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what we're doing at tight end. I was hoping we'd um, we'd go after Hunter Henry. To be fair, uh, we, we've no, we've not had a decent tight end. I mean, we signed um, oh, Demarius. Um, Where's Thomas? Is the tight end the wide receiver? I always get them mixed up. I think he was uh, a wide receiver at the Yeah, uh, we signed the Broncos tight end a few years back and I can't can't remember his name now it's gone. Uh and he did very little for us. So yeah, we could do the decent tight end at the minute we signed Chris Mannert. So I think we've got he's gonna be the blocking tight end. I was I was joking about being a big fan <laughs> of this. Um, I think we've got at the minute we've got like James O'Shaughnessy is our sort of pass catching tight end. So I'm, I'm looking for us to target that in the draft potentially, I'm thinking hopefully. Maybe that's where you're yeah. gonna go number one. Maybe. I do like Kyle Pitts, though. I do like Kyle Pitts. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe Brevin Jordan or uh, Pat Fryermouth or uh, Pat Fryermouth or some, somebody of that ilk. Anyway, so I'd hope we would attach that. Um, we've made some some baffling signings, some, some reasonable signings, nothing to blow me out of the water. We added a bit of depth. Um, made a, a bit of a move, a defensive tackle. So Roy Robertson-Harris, obviously bringing him in from Chicago, paid a, quite a bit of money from him, but he, he's been solid. We've, all, we've been gashed by the run over the past couple of years. So that was a big area of need. Tyson Alualu, I liked. I thought that was a, that was a good signing. Two years, um, six million dollars. So not top of the market. I think he had other offers elsewhere. So I think he's a, he's a decent sign, strong signing. Coming back home as well, coming back to the Jerks. Um, <laughs> Sort of in terms of the wide receivers, uh, we signed uh, Marvin Jones, who always sort of quite liked. Um, decent sort of, you know, um, second fiddle. Never going to be a number one, but fairly no. solid career. Marvin Jones. Um, yeah, D Philip Dorsett took a took a bit of a flyer on him. Uh, didn't think, thought that was a worthwhile signing. Pick you up, you know, former first round pick, pick of the Colts. Bit of a um, you know stretch the field slightly. Nothing too too badly wrong there. Shaquille Griffin was obviously the big major money signing. Um, I don't think he's that amazing as a cornerback, but he was probably one of the top two or three sort of available in free agency. We had the money to spend, so I've not really got any problem with overpaying for him. It helped solidify a position that we were desperate for help at, um, that we've struggled at since um, the glory days of like Bouye and um, Jalen Ramsey. Um, we signed Jamal Agnew was the one I wanted to talk about. Um, Basically, a punt return of three years, twenty-one million dollars. That's the one I was going to call. What are we doing? Yeah, it's absolute insanity. Um, I, I think to me, to me, that's got to be an Urban Meyer college football. I've got some space for you or something. I, I, yeah, yeah, otherwise, you don't get it um, at all. Well, he was a defensive back a couple of years ago, and he's only just, you know, yeah. and they've just switched to wide receiver. It's a lot of money. Yeah, no, I, I think the wide receivers seem to. Um, you know, for, for how strong this draft is at wide receiver, um, mm. I am surprised about some of the money that some of the wide receivers got. Um, and he yeah, so. absolutely, I mean, I had to kind of do a bit of a double take and, you know, to have a, a bit of a look for him because I, I wasn't even sure particularly who he was. I'll be honest with you. When I saw that 21 million, I'm like, why do I not really kind of know who this guy is? Uh, if it had been 2.1 million, I'd have probably been all right with it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um yeah, like, yeah uh, I think I think Mar Marvin Jones is, is is half decent. I think he's getting on a bit now, isn't he? But he's he's certainly he he's certainly um 
you know, a, a half decent player. I think for me, um, the signing um, or the, or the yeah, the signing that I I like the most is is your, your cornerbacks. The fact that you were able to get Griffin, who you, like you said was one of the one of the better um, cornerbacks available, and also re-signing Sidney Jones. I yeah. I love Sidney Jones, and I, and I was very high on him coming out of college. I think he's he's again somebody who struggled, I think, with injury. Um, but I I really rated him, and and so I was I was kind of glad that you managed to keep him, and hopefully yeah, so, healthy so. again, and um, and and you know have another good season. Um, like I say, a few of the other ones are, again are just kind of more backup, I think, or kind of rotationary. Um, yeah. nothing massive there. Um, what do you what was your cap situation like? Did you have a lot of? We had the most money in the league. I think we had about eighty million. Uh, yeah. um, which is part of the reason I think we franchise tagged Cam Robinson because um, on the face of it that made very little sense but I just don't think we wanted to be left without a left tackle um, mm -hmm. and we could afford to pay him so why not pay him for a year and mm -hmm. see what happens really in the yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we move on to the Chiefs yeah let's talk some Chiefs um, well, I think obviously going into free agency well i mean i guess i'll take it back a step further the the shambles that was the super bowl um you know and then the fact that we lost uh, we were or we were without our top two tackles going into the super bowl and how much ever of an effect that that had on on the team and the way we were able to play and um everything to then find out kind of leading up to free agency that we'd let both um, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz go, our two starting tackles. I totally understand that they're both injured um, and both probably wouldn't have been able to start the season. Um, and were both, um, like I said, free agents, so would have probably took quite a bit because they're both very good tackles. Um, Schwartz in particular, I think, is, is probably one of the best right tackles in the league. Um, so we would have probably cost us quite a bit to keep them. And because of the injuries, we just don't have the cap space. So I wasn't necessarily surprised that it happened, but I was worried um, because I think we're picking at number 31 in the in the draft. Um, we don't have an abundance of draft picks. We, we never kind of do. We, we tend not to, to be wheeler dealers in the draft. So we'd never have kind of a boatload of picks. Um, and picking at the end of each round doesn't necessarily help with um, going and getting, um, you know, definite starters, um, you know, that, that can come in and start from day one. And and so I was really worried about um, the fact that we left both those tackles go. Um, so for me, the best signing that, that we've made without a shadow of a doubt is, is bringing Mike Remmers back at tackle because it's a one-year deal. He's probably not going to be there um, after 12 months, maybe. But I think we needed him to come back for definite because he he he's been our right tackle this year, and I think he would. He's probably going to have to play right tackle again. Um, we move. I think we moved him um, over to left tackle in the Super Bowl. I think um, from memory, and it just didn't go well. So I think he's. But if we hadn't have re-signed him, we would have lost three tackles and a centre, um, and we're probably not going to get. Um, Duvernay Tardif back at guard. Rumor is that he's going to carry on doing his, um, you know, doing his doctor work. Um, really, even next COVID, season. Wow. Yeah, if COVID doesn't 
you know, it's not going to go away. It's still going to be there. And America is um, not dealing with it as well as um, as probably some other countries. So I think, yeah. We made it 48 minutes before we mentioned COVID there. I'm quite impressed. <laughs> Um, so I think um, we were desperately in need to bring Mike Remmers back. I say he's not a world beater, but he knows the system and he, he can play right right tackle for us and he was solid for, for most of the season. We then have, I think, overpaid quite a lot for, for Joe Tooney. Having yeah. that, he is one of the best guards in the league. Um, so you, you can't um, necessarily knock the, the idea of bringing in a top, top guard like that. And I think when you pair that with bringing Kyle Long out of retirement and signing a, a one-year, $1.5 million deal, if you combine the two and, and kind of split it in two, if you like, I think it makes that an easier pill to swallow. And I think we, you know, we, we've we done a, a decent job there uh, overall, I think. Um, I think it still leaves us um, with a big gaping hole at left tackle that we will need to fill in the draft. And I think um, I worry that we're a little bit too far down in the first round to to get somebody who can hit the ground running so um but it's not really a chief's thing to be moving up the draft board so i think we'll have to wait and see and um, but i do think we will end up signing a signing a tackle with that number 31 pick um sorry drafting a tackle with that number 31 pick do you think yeah. there's a chance that you re-sign eric fisher or mitchell swartz I think, um, yeah, again, I've heard that rumour. I think um, if they were willing to come back on... on Because I think with, with the fact that we let them go, because um, I don't know if they were actual free agents or whether we actually let them go and did we lose money in them? I think we would have lost through dead money. So I think if, we, if you're going to sign them back, it doesn't make that much sense to sign them back unless they're going to take big pay cuts. And I think personally they... If they prove they're fit, I think both of those players would probably be able to find a job elsewhere quite easily. Um, so I don't know. I don't really see it happening um, unless maybe it's partway through the year. If, if maybe they're, they're not fully fit at the start of the year and maybe a few games in or a couple of months in, maybe maybe one of them gets, um, you know, gets fit and wants to come back, then, then maybe. But I don't really see I don't really see that happening. I certainly wouldn't want to count on it happening. Um, I think we have to go out and, and, and draft a, a tackle. Um, and then we, we re-signed um, Demarcus Robinson, who, you know, he's a number three, number four wide receiver. I don't mind the guy. I think he's okay. Yeah, he's um, he knows the system because um, by all accounts, I think the the wide receiver position in Andy Reid's offense is, is quite difficult to learn. Um, so I think he, the fact that he knows it and, um, he's obviously played with Mahomes for a number of years. He's, he's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't have an issue with that. Um, and then Blake Bell um, at tight end is the other signing. Um, and then we re-signed Taco Charlton, which again, it's it's a nothing one, nothing deal really. It's he's a backup um, defensive end um, for me. Um, so yeah, no, we weren't that busy, but I knew that was going to be the case. We didn't have a lot of money, I think. But as I say, with with Remmers. Carl Long and Joe Tooney, I think we we did enough on the old line to to kind of um, not make me too nervous going into the draft. So good. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the free agency talk, I guess. Um, the other the other thing I wanted to touch on um, briefly, and I guess we can explore this in kind of in in the weeks kind of coming up, 
Um, but we touched on it briefly before about fantasy football and the fact that we're in a couple of leagues together, um, one of which is the the dynasty league that we've we've started up this year, um, which is a uh, it's not only offensive players but it's it's um, IDP as well, um, defensive players. So um, we're starting that up and we've we've done our our main draft if you like where we've um, drafted from everybody that was in the league last year. Um, and we've got the rookie draft coming the weekend after this, after the main draft, I think it is. Um, so it's sort of like 10 days after the, the main draft starts. Um, and um, it is, I think it's safe to say that me and you have slightly different um, attacks on, on, on fantasy football in terms of how active we are with trades and things like that. You're, you're very much the, uh, the Dell boy um, of the two of us, aren't you? Love it, love it. You like a good trade, a good um, a good deal, whereas I'm very much, unless they're tripping tripping themselves up and offering me something ridiculous, I don't tend to to like uh, much of that, um, the, much of the trading aspect. So I'm sat there with my original six picks in a draft, and I think you've got. Um, I have one of my original. Picks one of your original ones, yeah. Um, in the fourth round, every <laughs> other one has gone. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that that's kind of what I say. We've got this um, dynasty league, which um, I'd like to talk about in a bit more detail moving forward um, in the next few weeks. Um, certainly leading up to our draft and, and sort of after our draft, I think we'll probably cover it in a bit more detail around um, the rookie draft and where we where we went and and such like. Um, we can talk about your your trades that you made trying to get up to get a certain individual. Um, yeah. Which which looked to have crashed and burned, so you've tried to trade back out again. Um, We'd have been so happy together, but yeah, no, I'm quite happy with my business, actually, as it's worked out. Uh, yeah, we could dig into that in more detail. Yeah. I'm glad that I was able to trade back out of this, uh, back out of the I was going to say, what you didn't do is you didn't sort of sit there and just have to deal with whoever was left when you realised that the person you were trading up to get probably wasn't going to be available. You've been able to trade back out of there. Um, yeah, which is the got, main thing. I've got three firsts next year and two firsts <laughs> in 2023 as well. So, and some additional sort of, I think, an additional third and an additional fourth. So, I'll be coming up. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to put all these draft picks. I know that's my worry. That's why I've been no kind reason. of sending some trades out with uh, draft picks attached because I thought I don't know what to do with that. No, but, no. Uh, yeah. but um, yeah, like you say, we'll get into that in a bit more detail moving forward. So I think we can finish on if we like because we've we've kind of run a little bit longer than I thought we would do. Um, but I did just want to touch on 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 Friday and the and the trades that happened. Um, on Friday, um, where, where were you kind of when you, the news kind of started to come through? Because we've got a WhatsApp group, obviously, that ourselves yeah. and, and the rest of the, the fantasy football um, league guys are in. And um, when anything sort of happens, that seems to go a bit mental. Um, and I think I looked and there was maybe 20 or so messages before I'd seen anything, actually, because I hadn't seen it sort of live. Um, I was just settling down to, to watch... Um, the Messiah, Zach Wilson's uh, pro day, um, sort of a couple of hours after it happened, I'd saved it for myself and I was going to go and watch it. Um, and then, yeah, then WhatsApp just kind of started going crazy. And um, then I started reading through what happened and got myself on online and had a look and it was it was a little bit crazy. Yeah, I just I think I just finished work. I sat down on the sofa. Um, 
And I actually got the notification through from Sleeper. So that's how I found it. Then right. I went to Twitter, saw the Schefter tweet, saw the Rappaport tweet. And uh, yeah. yeah, it all blown up, hadn't it? Um, yeah, I, I do love a pre-draft trade. Um, <laughs> very didn't think it would be the Niners. I assumed it would be the Panthers that would be looking to do something along those lines. I think they'll be absolutely devastated by it. Um, I mean, for me, Miami were the only trading partner for them. The Falcons aren't going to trade the pick to them within the division. No. Um, I don't know, where did you want to go? Did you, do you want to do like a bit of a winners and losers? or just Well, I don't know, really. Um, really, I mean, I guess um, I'm just kind of trying to bring up now. Um, so, so, as you know, I, I like a good mock draft and I've done quite a few. And, I'm and just, a bad one. And a bad one. Um, the six that I've done previously. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so basically what we had is, to kind of briefly summarise it, you had... The first trade was the 49ers going from the 12th pick all the way up to number three um, with Miami, swapping with Miami. Um, I haven't got the details of the, the kind of the other picks that they, they traded, but um, Miami doing what I think, I, I personally, what I don't think they should do. I've said this before, you you know how I feel about Tua and, and the fact that I don't think he's the long-term solution there and I don't think they should be. I thought they should have been picking a quarterback at number three, personally. Um, but they obviously think differently. Um, and we'll have to see how that goes. Um, but they've, they've decided that and they've traded out. I wasn't that surprised that it was the 49ers. I'd heard a lot of rumours that, that they were interested in going up for a quarterback. But I, I do agree that I was I was expecting Carolina to want it more. Um, yeah. And I was expecting them to make something happen somehow. Um, but obviously they, they weren't able to do that. Um, so that was the first trade, which, which again, I wasn't surprised to, to happen. But then what I thought was a, was really good on Miami's part was the fact that they didn't just say, we're trading out and then we're going to go down to 12 and we'll just pick at 12. They've, they've said, they've clearly said to themselves, we're happy to go down to 12 and pick up the extra picks, but we don't want to pick there. There's somebody that we want. And so we're going to go back up. So they then traded um back up with the philadelphia eagles and have moved back up to number six um so they've clearly in my mind i think they think like i do that there's going to be four quarterbacks go yeah it's going to mean Mark chase will be available and i think that's exactly. who they would have taken at three and they've exactly. got him at six and they've got an extra first round pick so. exactly so i think there's, there's no doubt that the the dolphins and the 49ers have uh, both done well in in these two these series of trades for me. The Eagles, um, again, I, I, for me, a lot of my beliefs, a lot of my thoughts come from quarterbacks and who is your quarterback and what are you doing at quarterback. And the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is not the answer at quarterback. He's just not. And and so for me, they shouldn't be moving down in this draft. They should have been moving up. Um, now apparently, I'd heard that. That they were they were looking to get up to number two, or they're interested yeah. in Wilson, but they're not interested that. in Lance and Fields. Yeah. And I suppose if that's the case, and if you think that the Jets are, or that Wilson's going to be gone by number three, then I guess they have done the right thing because if they don't rate Fields and Lance enough, and they don't think it's um, worth moving up, then I guess they have done the right thing. Um, but my view is that that hurts. That, that Lance um, and Fields are considerably better than Hurts, and um, 
unless they're going to unless they're gambling on having a really poor season and picking high next year. I, I don't know. I, I mean, just... they would have three first rounders next year, assuming that um, Carson Wentz the the meets the stipulations in the trade. And I think that was just something like he plays seventy five percent of the snaps. You would say yep. that would happen. Yeah. Um, but I know that the quarterback class next year is nowhere near this year's. Um, no. No, and that—that's what worries me on their part. I just—I don't see—I don't see where the solutions coming from them. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll—I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But, but um, I, I said for me, it just—it must point to the fact that they don't rate Lance and Fields, um, and that, that Wilson and Lawrence were the two quarterbacks that they rated, and they knew they weren't going to be able to get either of them, so they've—they've they've kind of moved down, and let's see what next year brings. Um, so yeah, that was that was about. I, I thought it was just a wild Friday. I think it wasn't what I was expecting. I mean, I guess you always get something always happens when the quarterbacks are in play, and you've got you know you've got some decent quarterbacks in the draft. It's always um, it always can be a bit crazy, but it kind of caught me caught me a bit by surprise. So I wanted to just kind of touch on that really. Um, and I think in my, in my latest kind of mock that I'm looking at, I've still got four quarterbacks going top four. Um, and like you say, um, for me, Miami are going to have the pick of the, the wide receivers at six. Who do they want? They're going to probably have the pick if that's Jamar Chase, whether they want to pair two or back up with um, Devontae Smith or Jalen yeah. Waddle. Um, I think they'll have the pick of those three. Um, so for Miami, they've, they've definitely done well. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. So anything else you wanted to cover or should we call it a day? I think we should call it a day. We were aiming for about 45 minutes. We've, we've just got over an hour, so let, let's leave it there. Yeah, I need to learn to stop waffling. <laughs> leave the people wanting more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rather than them turning off at 30 minutes. <laughs> right, well, that then, I will call it a quit, and I'll, we'll uh, see you again next week. Let's do it again next week. All right. Nice one. Bye-bye. Goodbye.